So hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Jai Tudor, product designer at Zillow. Hi, Jai. Absolutely lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, Ayla. Thank you for having me today. So let's start off with an introduction. Um, sort of how did you do it and why should I care? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um... It is a very long story. It wasn't one linear path that led me to my current career choice or anything like that. Um, I did really um, high ability classes in high school and everything like that. And so that led me to Purdue. There, I wanted to major in animation because I'm a pretty artsy person. And I really didn't see myself fitting into any type of STEM space, anywhere where I had to do math or anything like that always seemed pretty like tragic to me. And I didn't want to be there. Um, And so it was uh, really a big step for me to go to Purdue University, which is known for STEM. Um, Doing animation didn't really work out the best for me either. I realized that my true passion wasn't actually building out things or artifacts. It was mostly helping craft someone's experience and having the ability to kind of wield how people feel and how people react to your work or having your work produce a certain reaction. And so that's kind of um, what got me into UX design and the reason I ended up switching my major over. From there, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of learning. So um just going in and being open-minded, putting myself in situations where I wouldn't normally be and putting myself around people who I wouldn't normally be around um, definitely broadened my horizons. I went on a study abroad and I saw a lot of things that led me to believe, okay, this is something that I can enjoy doing. But even at that point, it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do for a career field. So if we fast forward down to about the time of graduation, I actually graduated with my UX degree Um, a minor in psychology, a minor in communications, and also a minor, or not a minor, but a certificate in leadership. Um, And so I figured uh, I would actually take a gap year. And that is around the same time that the pandemic started. And so um, while I was at home, I did a lot of thinking. I didn't really get to travel or anything like I wanted to do during my gap year because of everything going on. Um, But I did have a lot of time to reflect inwardly and be pretty introspective. So um, Beginning of, I graduated December of 2019. I graduated a semester early just to get out um, and see the world. But uh, beginning in January 2020, I was working nowhere. February 2020, I was working at a daycare. March 2020, I was working at a call center. And then by April 2020, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of doing odd jobs. Let's see if I can use my skill set. And that's when I actually um, began looking for jobs. And the reason I feel like all of this is extremely necessary to talk about and um, kind of important to highlight is because um, I just want to make it clear that I didn't get here alone. I really feel like a lot of the time people feel like you have to be so self-centered or um, even just everything has to be independent. And I really, truly believe, um, although most of your own merits and your biggest achievements come from what you do independently, just having the support group. So um, in my case, it was my best friends and my boyfriend and my mom all kind of pushing me saying like, hey, um, you're doing things that not you're not too good to do these things, but you have capacity to be doing more. And so that's about the time that I started looking around for jobs. And um, it was really hard at first. I was not getting any hits back for at least like the first two months. And so that's when I turned back to Purdue, um, went into their free career center and got a career coach. And we spent the rest of the year just kind of working on um Building a network, I think the networking thing was the most key factor of everything. And so I really feel like that's the thing you should care about most when looking for a job. Um, Even if you're not looking in a field that you have a degree in or anything like that, just knowing people or talking to the right people um, 
I think is the most important thing. And that's kind of how I landed at Zillow per se. So someone on LinkedIn, um, I guess, noticed my profile. I had been updating my profile. That's also pretty important is just your public facing information. Um, But updating my profile about my projects, constantly updating my resume, posting things about my own personal design website, doing freelance activities in the side time to keep improving myself, although I was in the job search and also um, just doing some volunteer design work. That led someone to send me a link on LinkedIn saying, hey, could you come to this networking event for Zillow? Um, We're highlighting diversity in the organization and we're doing all these really cool things and we want you to show up. So I showed up um, and from there, that wasn't the way that I actually got the job. So um, even just showing up wasn't, hey, you have a job. It was show up, meet all these people, message all of them on LinkedIn, connect with everyone. And I actually ended up connecting with the vice president of the design org at Zillow and asked him, hey, do you guys have any job openings or anything available? And he put me in touch with the recruiter. And that's actually how I ended up going through the process and getting my job. So it was a really long winded path. It wasn't linear. It wasn't traditional. It wasn't, hey, you graduate college and you have a job. It wasn't graduate college and you have a job lined up six months later. It was genuinely like, okay, I'm here now. Where do I want to be tomorrow? And then that's kind of how I ended up where I am today, which I'm extremely happy with my location. I've relocated from Indianapolis to the Bay Area. So um, that's been a big deal, as well as just the work that I'm doing feels really, really impactful. And um, I'm having the opportunity to grow still as like a new person in the field, as well as like a human being in life and just learning all these really cool lessons. That is really awesome to hear. And I sort of like echo what you said about sort of the networking. I think that that's so useful, especially during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to sort of find out more. How was it sort of keeping your motivation up looking for a job during a pandemic? Because there are very few jobs out there at the moment. There were very few jobs. I guess the market's opening up a little bit more now and I'm seeing where people begin to get hired. But it was really, really difficult. And I can't lie and say that it wasn't stressful at times. Um Definitely had my own coping methods or whatever, whether that was binge watching or binge eating or anything like that. Um, But the momentum was really kept, like I said, by that support system. So you have yourself who's kind of burnt out and you're tired. And then you have your career coach and your mom and your boyfriend and your best friend saying, hey, okay, we know you're tired, but get back to it. Keep putting in applications, keep reaching out to people. And then again, the networking piece is so, so important because um, prior to 2020, I would never have told anyone to network. It wasn't like my own skill. It wasn't something that I was very good at. I'm not necessarily shy, but I'm also not someone who just wants to talk to a lot of different people. So it was daunting to be like, okay, well, you need to talk to people if you want to get where you're going. And so um, I would say the part about that that forced me to keep the momentum is just honestly, you send the first message and they send something back and you can't just not respond. Like you sent the first message. Um, And so I would reach out to people and ask about jobs. And it's really, really important to ask for information about not only the role that you're applying to or just the company, but also about the company culture and about the team that you'll be working on and things like that, because those um, can impact your experience post-hire or even after you don't get the job, you can still be in touch with some of those people that may say, hey, you didn't get hired here, but we have a position open in a different place or um, I know someone at another company. And so I really think um, just knowing that the opportunities, even though they were scarce or still available was something that motivated me. Also not being um, very diehard about where I went was another thing. I'm extremely flexible. And I think that helped me and worked out in my advantage. Um, I wasn't like, I have to work at Google. I'm going to work at Google and there's nothing going to stop me working from Google. That's Mm -hmm 
awesome within itself. And a lot of people have that path and that's exactly what they do. I went into it more open-minded. Like I'm just trying to find a space that will allow me to be myself and still work and still make money and be happy. And I Mm -hmm. think it worked out um, better just the way that I kind of headed up my direction into the field. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And um, so you have recently started off in the UX and design space, but are there any lessons that you wish you would have learned before joining the industry? Wishing I would have learned before joining the industry. Um, I wish that I knew before joining the industry that tech needs diversity. It's not... um, Before I joined, I really had a lot of intimidation or imposter syndrome, like, hey, I am a first-generation grad... I've never seen anyone work in a corporate office. I've never seen anyone like go get up and go and have this big hottie job that they do every day. And so that was really intimidating to me thinking, okay, well, you're the first person in your family to graduate college. So you then logically will be the first person to get a job. And I think that's what caused me to take the gap year. Mm-hmm. However, um, just going back, it's, I don't know, it's just, Sorry, getting a little jumbled just thinking about everything. But um, could you repeat the actual thing you want me to talk about? Sorry. No, no, of course. Um, it was what was the lesson that you wish you would have learned before joining yeah. the industry? Sorry. Okay, so the I think the lesson that was most important was just realizing like, hey, you can be yourself in this space. I think it caused me to have a lot of imposter syndrome going in, thinking that I had to measure up to whatever idea I had in my head of what corporate was because I hadn't seen it up close and personal. And so mm-hmm. um, just knowing that this space needs people like you, um, it needs diversity. It needs your mind. It needs you to come in and maybe reshape the field. It needs you to come in and maybe see something from a different lens that maybe someone who doesn't have the same background as you wouldn't have been able to see or something like that. And so um, that's something that I'm still unlearning even in my work today is just like, okay, well, you don't have to do this in a cookie cutter way or you don't have to do this formally. You can bring your own spice to the field. You can bring your own flavor and it will still be just as good and um, have just as much merit as something that someone who's a sixth generation grad who has a father that works at the same company has done as well. Yeah, that's a very positive mindset to have because it will also help you to get over that imposter syndrome too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And it's obviously a marathon, not a sprint. It, you can't get over this imposter syndrome overnight for sure. No, not at all. It's not something that goes away overnight. However, I do believe with just um, doing the work, you start to realize like, hey, every project that they've given me is something that I've been able to do. And if I haven't been able to do it, I've been able to find out how to do it. I've been able to speak with someone who's done it before and maybe get that help as a resource or anything like that is also um, just nice to know that you have those resources in your corner. Um, And if the answers aren't all in front of you at one time, it's also nice to know that you can make the path to finding them. And that's the fun part. Yeah, for sure. So thinking about the span of your career, um, what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Mm -hmm. My biggest failure, I would say, would also be the fact that I just didn't start earlier. I enjoy the time that it took. And I also had some time to do personal projects and passion projects in between. Um, But just I feel like in college, I was very, very shy. Like I said, I didn't do the networking part. And I really feel like just starting earlier with that would have had... um, just giving me the mindset that I needed to maybe tackle some of these goals and some of these ambitions a little bit earlier in life. Not that I feel like I'm late in life now, um, but I do feel like just in comparison to some of my peers or people that I work with often, um, whether it be within Zillow or outside, or just people that graduated in the same field, maybe from a different college, it's all, um, it's just networking that was lacking. And they kind of had that mindset going in like, oh, I don't have to 
exactly know this to the point where I'd get an A plus on a paper about it, but I do have to know someone who can help get my foot in the door. Mm, for sure. And you also mentioned that you did a lot of projects as well to sort of back up and obviously write on your resume. So alongside that, what would be some advice that you would give to somebody wanting to pursue a career in UX design? Mm -hmm. I would say um, it's definitely a space full of creativity and art, although it becomes technical when it comes down to the actual design and the tech, I would say, um, make sure you don't minimize your mind and your brain power um, to kind of fit into a prompt, because usually the best ideas are the ones that don't fit. And the ones that you have to then come back and say, okay, well, how do we make this work for not only us, but the customer for the business, for the stakeholder, and also understanding that there are going to be some projects where you don't satisfy everyone's needs and you have to kind of prioritize as well. Um, that is something that I would definitely say. Another thing that I think is pretty important is being able to communicate all of your ideas in your portfolio. Um, they can't see how great your work is if you can't communicate how great your work is. And so it's really, really important to be able to sit down and say, this was my project. It had this many people on the project as well, but this was my role and this is what I contributed. And I think that um, became really, really helpful around um, interview time. When I was interviewing, I was able to look back and say exactly what I did on every project. That's really good. Yeah. And very good advice for people who are starting out in their career to just have that interview as well. Yeah. Yeah. So my next question is sort of an interesting one. So what is one common myth about your profession that you would like to debunk? So many myths about UX that I would like to debunk. However, um, the highest myth or the the one that kind of gets under my skin the most is the myth that in order to do UX, you need to know how to code or you need to know how to program things. Completely not true. Um, there are different parts of the space in which um, everyone can exist. So I dislike math. I dislike coding. Anything that requires me to look at numbers or sequences for too long, it kind of like throws me off and it's not the space that I can work my best in. There are people who can do that and they are the people who come in and they code the things, but you can also be someone with big ideas. You can be someone who knows how to sketch out things really well. You can be someone who knows how to portray those big ideas that someone else has. So um, it doesn't all come down to any one skill set. And I wish more people knew that um, it wasn't about degree. It's not about what books you've read. It's really just about what you can bring to the table in terms of ideas, how you can execute those ideas and make sure um, that everything comes out well in the end. Yeah, for sure. Because that's like, interesting you say that. I feel like UX design is very people facing in one way. You've got to really think about the way that you're designing the product for the person at the end. So that does require some sort of soft skills as well. It's not just yeah. about the coding. Yeah, no, not at all. It's not just about the coding. It's about communication. It's about um, working cross-functionally. So you might not be able to code, but you at least have to know how to talk about code so you can tell the coders how to um, do your vision or create your vision. And so it's just about um, soft skills and a lot of lot of working in amongst different groups of people, for sure. Awesome. So I'm sure you're really busy because you're just sort of like starting out in your career, but what have you read or listened to recently that's inspired you? Hmm. Honestly, like you said, I've been extremely busy and I don't think that I've read or um, listened to anything extremely inspiring in terms of podcasts or anything like that. But I am a pretty avid music listener. And so um, since I've moved to the Bay Area, it's obviously a lot different than Indianapolis. Um, I've created a podcast and that kind of gets me going every day. So it's um, 
a kind of like pop funk podcast and every day I wake up and I'm listening and I'm like, okay, like this is exciting. This is energetic. And I can bring this energy with me into the day, into the week, into my mindset. And that way I can stay upbeat, especially since it's kind of um, really hard being away from home for um, this long. This is the longest I've been away from home. So it's definitely nice to just kind of use music to feed back into my daily life. That's awesome. Yeah. Music definitely helps to get your day started. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that's great and what you touched upon this um slightly earlier but who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you sorry mm-hmm. three people but <laughs> oh yeah you have a long list okay um so obviously my mom I grew up in a single parent household and so I watched how she took not not only she took care of me but she also took care of my brother and at one point in time um my grandfather was sick and living with us and it was just really really um inspiring to see how she was able to handle all of these things um with one person's salary, one person's time, one person's just uh, stamina, just, um, it was really, really inspiring just to watch how she was able to handle that. Um, The next person that I would say has been super inspiring, I'm not necessarily someone that I know, but Issa Rae is somebody that I'm pretty inspired by just as a creative and somebody who continues to put her best work forward. Um, And that's something that I strive to do regardless of field, whether I'm like, recording a song or painting a picture or anything like that. Just the idea that you can release your creativity in a way that will be meaningful to someone else has been really, really influential in my own career. Mm-hmm. And um, lastly, I would say another very influential person to me in my career was my professor, Dr. Colin Gray. Um, he was someone, I don't think he realized how big of an impact he made on me, but as I was feeling those imposter syndromes and things, he was the person that says, hey, I see you haven't signed up for study abroad. Um, I think everyone's going to go, and I think you would really enjoy and grow from this experience. Sign up. And I'm like, okay. And so I sign up, and I have the best time of my life. I learn a lot, and I feel um, more connected with people in my major, more connected to UX itself. Um, Also, the person who said, hey, I have an internship opportunity. I think you'd be a great fit, and this is like my first internship. So I, I sign up and I go and I learn a lot. And it just, um, I don't think he realized that he was pushing me outside of my comfort zone in that moment. But those are definitely moments I think back to when I'm like, how did I get here today? And the turning point was when I started getting out and forcing myself to see more of the world. And so I would mm-hmm. definitely um, go back and thank him tons for just everything that he did in that time for me. Yeah, because especially going through like school and college, you probably come across lots of teachers and professors, but there's always that one professor who really sticks in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and then to wrap up our conversation, what is one piece of advice that you would give yourself at any point in your life? Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of all wrapped up in a ton of different advices that I've been giving myself since I've gotten Mm -hmm. here. Um, But just taking the time to slow down and really look at the ways that you've been blessed. Um, Slowing down allows you not only to look at the good things in your life, but the bad things as well and the things you'd like to change. Um, Mm -hmm. Being introspective, particularly helps me to then go back out and not put only my best work forward, but my best self forward as well. So having the mindset to say, okay, I didn't have a great day today. Um, That's not the end of the world. And just kind of slowing down and taking that all in and just letting myself sit with a lot of the emotions that we're feeling as just like young adults or people in new places or whatever, like as women, just like allowing yourself to really be comfortable with what you're feeling and know that it's not necessarily a problem, but also know that anything that you don't like is something that you can change. Yeah. And that's such important advice as well. Thank Mm -hmm. you so, so much, Jai, for talking with me today. It's absolutely lovely to hear your story and to get to know you.
Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And it was great to tell my story as well. So um, you have a wonderful rest of your day. Great. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.